I'm sure you saw Barbie doll Ken. I mean, Ken it's all、Mark. I've been thinking about today. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you what my days looked like so far.、Um, I worked a closing shift yesterday.、Uh-huh. How late And, is that?、Um, during the week, it's、um, I worked five to eleven yesterday. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not. But you know, I'm there. You know, you're there past. That's just when the store closes. Like yeah, I was there a little later. Yeah, you gotta、later. clean up a little bit. And- yeah, I was.、Um, so I was、um, pretty. Tired. This is also like my first day off in a couple few days, so I, like I slept in today. Like I woke,、mm-hmm. I woke up at noon. I opened my phone, and like the first thing I saw on my phone was the Ryan Gosling Ken picture. <laughs> and then I got out of bed, took a dump, got dressed, and went to the gym. <laughs> I <laughs> I wasn't on social media today, like、uh, during work. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm admitting to anyone who listens from work, which I'm sure it's no one. I'm on my phone all the fucking time. Oh,、um, I do it. If you can, just, you should. Yeah, be, you know, I'm just scrolling on Twitter and stuff. But I didn't do that today until lunchtime,、uh, and I it was the first thing on my feed on Instagram, and I was just like confused.、Uh, it's like <laughs> such such a look. Such yeah, yeah, there's something very aggressive about it, and I、yeah. think it's like the the bleached hair. I want to say, yeah, I don't know, because what? Yeah, what else would they put him in? Like, you can't put Ken in. A, I mean, you can put him in a polo, I guess. Yeah, Ken typically wears like a polo. He's he's usually not rocking the shirtless with a jean the fucking, vest. The the jest, the jest. <laughs> like, do you think like you know how um like Miles. Teller as Rooster has started to like make the the dirty porn porn stash kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this gonna bring Jess into the mainstream? Fuck no. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no, no way. Je- Je- Jess have had their time in the sun. You, you know、think? what it's gonna bring? It's gonna bring personalized underwear into the mainstream.、Oh. <laughs> You're gonna start seeing fucking peep. I'm gonna I'm gonna order a pack of Moises underwears. You know. Uh, Ryan Gosling, what did you do? What did you do to get prepared for this role? And he's like, "Well, I played with, I played with exclusively only Barbie dolls for, for、uh, <laughs> five years." They say, "Like, no, what about your body?" And he's just like, "Oh, oh, those are. Did you think those were real? <laughs> no, 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 no. Those are those are fake." I'm so glad Ryan Gosling's back, though. Yeah, yeah, me too. I actually just recently bought. Uh, a digital 4K, a first man. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, he got it. Yeah, look at look at that so far. <laughs> Compliment, not matching, but complementing backgrounds. Um, can we take a picture for a promo real quick? I have like a screen recording thing that I could do on my Mac. Oh yeah, I do for it. Do it. Do okay, it, do okay, it. hold on. 
Here, just give me a smile. There you go. We're good. We're good. <laughs> okay, we're before we do, start we're gonna have to cover Barbie on the pod first. Yeah. Uh, would that be Margot Robbie or Ryan Gosling? Barbie. Just Barbie. Okay. Yeah. So oh, we're we could watch the animated movies and Jesus. There's so many of them. We could. Yeah. Though. That would be funny. There's so many of them. All that. <laughs> Those are like nostalgic for a lot of people. There's no way that podcast exists yet, right? This got it. Yeah, that no, that podcast has to exist. Hold on, let me let me Google it. Like sometimes I think like, oh, that'd be a fun podcast, and then like I think, oh no, that's definitely a thing already. Like we like we weren't movie. Yeah, Barbie movie slap. That's uh yeah. (laughs) Like to to be fair though, we weren't the first Adam Sandler rewatch podcast by far, but I will Mm -hmm. say we are the first as far as I can tell that actually fucking did it. This Barbie movie podcast started in 2019 and they're still going, but they only wow. have 14 episodes. So I guess Four, they just oh. do it when they feel like it. That's smart. <laughs> that is smart of them. <laughs> what they somehow talked about a Barbie movie for two hours and 17 minutes. That is what's our longest episode? What is it? Interstellar? Interstellar, still? right? It's about that long. We haven't gone above two in a very long time, which is good for us, I think. Oh, 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 no. It was during the personal choices. The first round of those. Um, Interstellar was two and a half and Jaws was 205. Mm. Mm. Children of Men was pretty long. How long was that? Was an hour 34. Never mind. Oh, our Uncut Gems one was two also. We also have a couple like hour 40s. Yeah. Like Matrix Resurrections is an hour 35. The Matrix is an hour 40, basically. Ratatouille, an hour 22. Yeah, all of our personal choice always go for like almost yeah. an hour and a half usually. I, w- I wonder if there's a reason for that. I wonder if there's a correlation. <laughs> and then that. all of our Fast and the Furious episodes are at least an hour long, but minus... Too fast. Too fast, yeah, because Which is that was a, a very that was a, a weird recording. Yeah, it was. I really, I really liked that one because I think it's because it's the first one I've ever edited that I hadn't listened to before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're not talking about Barbie or or whatever. We're talking about the Hunger Games today, the 2012 uh, adaptation of the book by the same name by Suzanne Collins, which is. The first in the Hunger Games franchise. Uh, may the odds ever be in your favor. I'm Kellen. I'm Moise Camacho. I have a question for you, Kellen. Shoot. I'm going through like our podcast page and on <laughs> Blended, on the Blended episode, it says Moises does a really weird bit. What the fuck was my bit for Blended? My God. Do you remember? Oh, that no, that's the origins of when you said like, R.P. Princess Diana Jiggy Bitch or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you ever read Hunger Games, Moises? I, I feel like we talked about it. Did you like? How did you first come to? Um, I the remember games. the games. Um, in <laughs> fifth grade, I remember every class uh, of fifth graders. Uh, every class chose a book, mm-hmm. and my class <laughs> was not reading Hunger Games, and another class was. But the way it worked oh my was God. 
Yeah, I know in fifth grade. What the teacher was reading it to you? The teacher was reading it to us. That's insane. That's crazy. (laughs) She the the teacher would take off like she would plan like 30 minutes of reading every day. And I remember one class was reading the Hunger Games, and that's how I first heard about it, which is crazy to think about because Hunger Games is a fucking it's a pretty graphic it's a pretty violent depressing, book. yeah violent book yeah it's pretty um, heavy and that's how i heard of it yeah and then uh uh the trailer came out and i was like whoa that sounds cool and then i convinced my parents to buy me the hardcover trilogy at costco Ooh. and uh, Ooh. Oh, they, they bought a, me it you've <laughs> taken me back in time Moises. You've, I, I just, still have it i still have <laughs> it uh, they bought me it and i finished all of the books within like two two three weeks because it oh, was yeah. just like they're page amazing turners. yeah really really amazing and i and then i remember buying the uh like behind the scenes book that they released like for promotion because i'm sure you remember at walmart they I had actually like, i i was i found that book trying to find uh i oh, have yeah. I, I know this is the Hunger Games book i have that okay. book you're talking about downstairs in my basement oh, like i i'm gonna need to borrow that I want, okay. I want to relive that memory. Um, and I remember, I'm sure you remember in Walmart, they had humongous like displays of pins and lanyards and books and yeah. t-shirts. Oh, especially, yeah. I remember, um, oh, I don't know where it is now. I, I, it's some, you know, it's one of those things that's somewhere in this house, I know. I, I, I remember like getting from Hot Topic a little like wrist sweatband with the Mockingjay <laughs> yeah. logo on it. And like that I wore to school, you know. Just <laughs> showing it to everybody. Hey guys, look. Look at this yeah. thing. Oh, I'm just going to sharpen my pencil. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I, I wasn't. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then um, I finished it and I was like, Mom, you got to go take me to see it. And I remember it because it was a special outing. It was me and mom and my older brother. And we went to go see uh, the movie together. And that was rare for just like me and my mom to go out somewhere. Uh, and it was it was so fun. I remember that night vividly. That's so cool. I remember um, when I was like second through fourth grade. I lived in Texas and I went to mm-hmm. school there. And this was also, um, a, my mom before, uh, she had me was a teacher and she quasi retired after, you know, giving birth. And when we moved to Texas, she started teaching again. This was also right after the, uh, economic recession, two points. I didn't quite connect until kind of recently. <laughs> Just so weird. My mom started working again, right after a global recession. Huh? or whatever, economic recession. Anyway, so like my mom was, a, she was a fourth grade teacher, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was friends with all the other teachers who were my teachers, you know? And so like, there would be like, I remember like, I would like be at dinner with my mom and her coworkers and like my fourth grade teacher would be there, you know? Yeah. I was, I was the teacher's kid, you know, that and also this time, like, I think I talked about like a couple episodes ago, I was like one of those kids that was like reading at a level that I probably shouldn't have, you know, like I, I there was some like fucking, you know, quiz I took some number that said that I was reading at like a fucking high school level, you know? Okay. Yeah. And because you're of fucking, that, like, you're a smart ass. 
I guess. Nerd. I just like reading. <laughs> I like reading too. <laughs> um, and it's like, I, I can't remember. Third grade, my big series, like the series I blew through was uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I like read the first book because there was like the movie coming out. I also like I went I ventured into the basement, like our storage room in the basement just to find the Hunger Games book. And I also brought up the, the first The Lightning Thief. I might reread it. Cover, I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's, it's iconic. Yeah, it is. Um, I, my, my friends have been trying to convince me to reread those. Dude, dude, I think I'm going to like I reread the first chapter a couple nights ago. And like I laughed out loud a couple of times. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Have you have you read Harry Potter? Yeah, I what I was gonna say is I didn't read Harry Potter until like seventh grade. I think. Okay, yeah, I so I came to that kind of like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so like yeah like we both came to Percy Jackson first, and I liked Harry Potter when I read it, but I was also left with this thing of like oh so they never leave the school like Percy Jackson goes on adventures, man. Like no, it's really cool. That's like the best part of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They would say like states in the United States. I'd be like, I, I know, I know, yeah. I know where that is. <laughs> no, yeah, I have, I had, I have family that lives near St. Louis, and I was like so excited when uh, Percy fought. I think he fights Ares at the Arch. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's rad. But yeah, like I blew through those. Like I, 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 I was the kid that got in trouble for reading while the teacher was talking. You know. Yeah. Because I'm like. <laughs> like i would like go like my thing was i would go to the bathroom and like try and hide and bring my book with me so that i could read undisturbed that's cool <laughs> but then fourth grade like one of like my mom's co-workers like my fourth grade teacher recommended the hunger games to me okay and which is a very mature thing to recommend a fourth grader. And did your did your school library have that, or did your mom buy it for you? No, I think my mom bought it for me. Okay, I because this was Texas, man. I don't think they had Hunger Games in the library. Yeah, that shit was banned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think this is also like a has now in the year since it came out become like a commonly banned book. Really? Yeah, like just because it's violent, you know. Same okay. reason, like. Like uh, Lord of the Flies gets banned. Yeah, fucking pussies. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. But like, I, I you guys so, like, watch the fucking movie. You guys banned the book, but watch the movie. You cowards. Exactly. Although I, the books are much more violent. I think. Yeah, they're big warrior. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, like it was a similar thing. Like I blew through the three books in the fourth grade. I remember, like, I do have a memory of like being on the bus and like reading spoiler you're watching the you're listening to the episode for the movie reading the chapter where rue dies uh-huh. and it just like ruining my day i was like so sad i remember that though being like my favorite chapter because i could easily uh imagine it mm-hmm. and then it, they do it perfectly in the fucking movie yeah yeah they do i, it I really guess really well I imagine, I think like as a kid, I imagined the spear wound being a lot grislier than it is uh, in the yeah. movie, but it's PG-13, you know, they got it. Yeah. But, and I like remember reading Catching Fire, like I was in some fourth grade play and I remember like reading Catching Fire backstage during rehearsal and just like 
like having to set my book uh, spoilers for catching fire i guess sorry that'll be like in a few episodes when like she finds out she has to go back to the games like just setting the book down and like walking around you know (laughs) (laughs) and then uh just to wrap this up part up real quick like the third book i also like clearly remember reading (laughs) like uh i forget you know like i step state testing in indiana Yeah. yeah it's called tax in texas and I remember getting through that as fast as I possibly could so that I could finish reading Mockingjay. On the way to school, I had read like up to the chap, like the final battle, you know, when they get outside yeah. the Capitol. And I had stopped around there. And I was just the whole test. I'm thinking about what the fuck's going to happen. I got to read next. I remember trying to uh, read Mockingjay. Just like I got home from school and I sat down mm-hmm. in my room, tried to read it. And then I was just, I can't. Like I got to, I walked outside, <laughs> fuck sat on the steps and sat there for like three hours and read half of the book in the first oh my city. god god yeah i i <sighs> it's also thing like i realized while watching this movie like because i you know i read these as like a fourth as a, a fucking like nine-year-old or ten-year-old mm-hmm. like a lot of it went over my head <laughs> like i don't yeah. think i really i didn't understand mockingjay at all i don't think like mm-hmm. it was not clear to me <laughs> a lot of it was going over my head like when I read Maki Jam, like why is she just sitting around sad so much? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it is definitely time for a reason revisit for me yeah. for for the, these books. Yeah, like I thought I would reread um, the first book for this episode. That didn't happen, obviously. Um, but like I was like school, kind of like flipping through. Like I like you know. Like, I kind of, like, flipped through it along with the movie. Like, when there was a scene I remembered from the book. Like, like I went and reread Rue's death, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, I reread the last chapter, the for, you know, the, 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 um, the reaping scene in the beginning. They're pretty well written. I mean, they're, they're clearly for, you know, like, a teenage, like, high school level audience, you know. Yeah, but they're pretty solid books. Like, I, I, one thing I remember, like, just because, like, you know, after reading the Hunger Games, I was like, I want to read more like this. Just like being disappointed by like the waves of imitators that came out after. I'm the main one. Not thinking is Maze Runner. Yeah, which I know some people liked. I remember some people liking, but I just remember read- reading the first book, and I was like, this is okay. And then this, I started the second book and I was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever fucking read ever. And I just quit. And then the movies yeah. came out like five years later. <laughs> and it's weird. We'll, we'll get, I guess we can kind of get into that a little bit. I think the Hunger Games movies fucking changed, changed the way that movies were made for a little bit there. Like, I, I think the, Maze the Runner part- looks like it feels like interesting it. uh it was kind of casted like it in a way i'd say definitely like in the same way that like the hunger games the book changed the way that like you know i'm gonna just to explain in case people don't know ya i'm gonna be saying a lot is young adult and it's like mm-hmm. young adult fiction is like what's you know ya is like what that's commonly referred to as but like in the same way that the first Hunger Games book changed YA fiction and that, you know, post Twilight, a lot of YA fiction looked like Twilight, 
yeah. you know, like like kind of supernatural romances, you know, with like mm-hmm. the, uh, just a ton of like, what if, you know, moody teen girl fell in love with this mysterious creature, you know? Um, <laughs> a unicorn. You know, yeah, why not? Post Hunger Games, it was like all like dystopian uh, young teen leads to rebellion to against a fascistic government, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, right. Like, I feel like, yeah, like in the same way that, you know, the book changed the way that section of fiction worked for a little bit, like the Hunger Games movies, like trigger just a wave of like, like, oh, the one like, my mom, I remember like in fifth grade, my mom got like divergent for me because she had heard it was like, you know, mm-hmm. like Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And I remember like reading the first two chapters and going, now nah, this sucks. And then reading the last chapter and being like, okay, I get it. <laughs> also, the idea, I feel like it, did, did the Hunger Games popularize like the idea of like a two parter? Fin- no, that was Harry Potter, wouldn't it be? Like Deathly Hollows part one and part two. Yeah. No, then- I. I mean, the Divergent movies are the same way. They fucking feel like the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. I was saying... Which they never like the finished, feeling... by the way. <laughs> they, they never they finished didn't? the Divergent. No. They got to, like, the second to last one, and, like, it bombed. Because, like, you know, like, you know, genres come in waves. And, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, mm-hmm. this wave receded by the time Divergent was wrapping up. That's embarrassing. There was, like, talk for a little bit of, like... They were gonna do the last movie on um, Freeform. Or some shit. No, Freeform. Worse, worse, Freeform, yeah. <laughs> which used to be ABC Family. Yeah. Uh, and as you can imagine, pretty much all the actors said no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're good. Damn. So if they would have offered me a bag, I would have. I would have made it. I would have directed it. Is it like? I, is it safe to say you could draw a line from like the popularity of the Hunger Games to, um like the popularity of battle royale games mm-hmm. in the past couple of years, you know? Yeah. Because it all start. Yeah. It all started as a Minecraft hunger game server. Yeah. That's where <laughs> survival games. Started. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. where everything started. Which is also, it's all, which is also, I mean, you know, it was like one of the main talking points when I remember this movie came out, they're like, Oh, it's just a ripoff of the Japanese movie battle royale in like the two thousands, you know? Yeah. And it was, which is like, come on, it, it's it's a bit of a stretch to say like it's the same. It, it, by that logic, the the battle royale is a ripoff of the most dangerous game. You know, <laughs> like the idea of people hunting people for sport has been around a yeah. while. Yeah, it's not a fucking brand new idea. <laughs> not to mention also, I just Squid Games. You know, which is like a very like Hunger Games Saul reality show. You know, gumbo. Do you want to do you want to enter that? And then our main mission is to just promote stargazing. Oh God, should we should? Oh my God, we absolutely should try and enter the Squid Games reality show. <laughs> yeah, when I heard about it, the first thing I thought was like, "Where's that link to sign up? I I need uh, to sign up." I thought, "Oh my God, awful! Where?" <laughs> yeah, like oh what? Netflix killing me? Sure, cool. <laughs> like it's gonna happen eventually. Netflix is gonna kill us. Yeah. It's uh, this isn't off topic because like reality TV is obviously like a big factor of this uh, of the mm-hmm. Hunger Games. Um, 
but like my friends and I, we got uh, a couple weeks ago, like we, for some reason, I think past and future guest Garrett Best, like his girlfriend showed him the, this reality show called, Are You the One? Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of it, Moises? Not, no. The, the basic premise, uh, like this is besides the point of what I was going to make, but Are You the One is like 10 women and 10 men, you know, living in a house together, very classic. But before they even showed up, like a group of psychologists in like this algorithm decided who would be the like perfect match for the other. And they have to figure out who their perfect match is while also like trying to build relationships. It's so trashy. It's that sounds like really concerning too. (laughs) Yeah. It's so, it's so fucking stupid. But, um, after watching that show, we all started like scheming, like, do we think that any of us could get on a show like this? Mm -hmm. Cause like, I think it would be really funny if I was on like the bachelorette or something as just like a really average kind of pudgy looking dude, you know? I had a friend uh, at my small short lived uh, stint working at AMC. Uh, One of the like only handful of friends that I made. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure he wouldn't care if I said his name. No, go for it. Uh, his name is Ben. That's his name. That's it was his name was Ben. Um, and he his favorite things in life that he was doing were he he actually really enjoyed working at AMC, which good for him. He was get, he was getting paid more than I was. Um, he had like a he has a pretty successful media company here in Indianapolis. Actually, oh wow, where they'll help. They most of their work is commercials and s- stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and he also ran up, he ran like five podcasts. Oh, wow. Also desperately wanted to get into a reality show. Like he fucking entered for Survivor every time. Like there's a new Survivor oh, that's going on. Thing. Like yeah. every, every new show that sounds interesting, he will fucking enter. And I think the only one he ever came close to was like Big Brother. I think he uh-huh. came to like final rounds of, oh, yeah. of choosing and they never chose him. That's the thing like we were talking about though, because like obviously like it would be funny to be on like the Bachelorette Bachelorette or Survivor or Big Brother, but those are the ones everyone's going for. Like our our strategy, I think, would be like find like because Netflix comes out with 20 of those fucking trash they pieces really of shit do. They do. every month. You can find like one of those, you know, and it's like first season or something, which is all to say we should absolutely apply for the squid games. <laughs> reality yeah, right? Yeah. We'll, get, we'll, we'll probably get eliminated in that red like green light game, you know. I still haven't even fucking watched the show. I, so. That's the only episode I've watched. I've only watched <laughs> the first one. Um, yeah, Hunger Games. Uh, the series itself uh, started in 2008 um, and very quickly um, became a bestseller. Uh, Catching Fire came out in 2009 and Mockingjay came out in 2010 which I think like when I was reading the series, like Mockingjay just came out. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's and most it, people's stories with uh, even especially Harry Potter. Yeah. A lot of people started when it was right about to end. Yeah. It's, it also helps like in, um, I, I think around 2010, a movie got announced, you know, Jennifer Lawrence was cast. Josh, Josh Hutcherson was cast. Liam Hemsworth was cast. Uh, filming started in um, yeah. 2011, came out March 2012. And yeah, in 2009 is when they bought the rights. And they oh, had okay. like, that's when they started scripts. 
And yeah, you're right. The, the rest you covered. Uh, let's see. Let's see who was auditioned. All right. Here's Ooh. here's confirmed in 2011. About 30 actresses auditioned for the for or read for the role of Katniss Everdeen. Could so I try and guess out. one? Could I try and yeah. guess one? Okay, so I'm thinking this is 2010, right, or 2009? When it was in production, it was like yeah. When 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 was casting going on? Okay, I'm trying to think back. Um, Emma Stone. No, but there's uh, another Emma in there. I'm sure you can guess pretty easily. Emma. Oh fuck. Oh, uh, Emma. Uh, is it Roberts? Yes, Emma Roberts. Oh. So we have uh, Haley Steinfeld. Interesting. She would have been. How old? She, she would have been like 14, right? Like. Oh, she's 25 now. Almost 13 years ago. And 90s. Okay, so she would have been like 16 or 17 at yeah. this point. So okay. the actual like age of Katniss. I guess. Yeah. Um. Then we got Abigail Breslin. You know, you know her. Yeah, yeah. These are okay. Uh, uh, Emma Roberts. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, fuck. I always forget how to say her name. Uh, oh yeah, Sarsha Ronan. Interesting. Sarsha oh, Ronan. That's uh, wow. Chloe Grace Moretz, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Who obviously. is this? I have no idea who that is. Um, and the rest, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> just they just missed their. But they're very pretty women. Oh, oh Shailene Woodley. She who she later went on to do Divergent. Yeah, uh, you know, win some, lose some. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and I'm, are there any names for PETA, maybe? Uh, okay, Evan Peters is the biggest name. Alexander Ludwig, who he was in the movie anyways. Oh, they wanted that dude for PETA? Yeah. I feel like I've never seen that dude not be jacked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was, here's a little stargazing connection for the longtime listeners. He is uh, David Spade's large adult son in Grown Ups 2. Yeah. <laughs> I was so uh, happy to see him. I forgot he was in this. There's a uh, um, John C. Riley was in talks with Lionsgate to portray Haymitch. So there's Are another you... one. Another one. <laughs> I know, right? That that's a good oh, one. Oh, like, I yeah. really I love Woody Harrelson, but fuck, <laughs> I really do. Oh God, I love Woody Harrelson in this movie. I think he's great. But I, John yeah, C. Riley, he's actually really good in this. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Hamish is um, even when I was like, <laughs> even when I was in the fourth grade, I think Hamish was like one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I I just I I just have a soft spot for like yeah. the like the the they appear drunken like a drunken fool at first, but there's like deep down there's a lot of sadness. You know, there's a lot of complexity. They care. Well, for me, I just had a soft spot for any character portrayed by Woody Harrelson. That's true. <laughs> Woody Harrelson was like one of the only actors names I knew because my parents were just like, Woody, that guy's great. Like every, every movie he was in, we tried to watch just because it was him. I, I, yeah. I'm reading this now. I can't believe it was almost John C. Riley. That's so funny. Okay. I, I wanted to talk about while we're talking about the casting, like I realized, like I was just thinking about while watching this movie, like how many movies I loved as a kid had Josh Hutcherson in them. <laughs> Like, ever think about that? This dude is fucking everywhere. <laughs> this dude. Um, he was Zathura. the Polar Express. Yeah, Zathura. Zathura. Uh, Bridge to Terabithia. RV. During that, that was the center a, of the Earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, have I ever, like, have, I, have we talked or have I, like, have we, like, related to, 
I can't remember if I've ever told the story, but like I I remember like seeing Bridge to Terabithia in theaters. Like my grandma took me, and it was like the first time I've ever had to reckon with the concept that people can die before they get old. <laughs> it was like like I was six when it came out, and like I think I knew like oh yeah, people can die, but I didn't know like I could die. <laughs> it uh it was I remember watching it, and yeah, being very very sad the end of the movie yeah no i remember like my grandma took me and like i was just like kind of processing like i didn't really like have a reaction in the theater and then like Mm -hmm. my grandma took me home (laughs) and to my mom and my mom went like oh hey how was the movie and i just like broke down sobbing (laughs) (laughs) like my mom kind of got like looked at like my grandma like kind of like what did you do and my my grandma was like it was the movie like my grandma was explaining what happened just like oh the little girl died i guess he's josh hutcherson short king yeah short king hasn't been in a movie since 2019 oh and that wasn't even a movie that was a tv show and he was only in one episode yeah i honestly though i i kind of feel like um he looking at how much he did before he turned like 18 or whatever like i wonder if he's he he's got the bag to just sort of retire you know okay i'm sorry i'm reading into josh hutcherson now and apparently he's like an amazing humanitarian that's what i'm seeing too no i i i know this isn't a podcast about josh hutcherson but i'm considering maybe it's yeah maybe fuck j-law we're gonna we're gonna just pick up from from the hunger games so our next week join us for seven days in havana okay so we're starting it we're we're gonna cover maybe the least the less iconic part of his career oh okay now here's an interesting one um someone else uh considered for gail who is um honestly like it is kind of weird I'll talk about Gail a little bit more in a bit, but um, David Henry was apparently considered for Gail, who um, you may know is Justin Russo on uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm, okay, interesting. Yeah. Is he, uh, does he still do things? <laughs> he's another person. He like, doesn't like, exist anymore. What's he? He's got legal <laughs> issues. Oh. Oh, um, Okay. Oh, that's not bad. Um. On 28, apparently he, it's not, okay, well, this isn't great, but um, on September 10th, 2018, Henry was arrested and charged at Los Angeles International Airport under allegations of carrying a loaded gun in the airport. <laughs> he later released a statement on Twitter apologizing for the incident, stating that the act was unintentional and the gun was legally purchased. And then he was he charged. He accidentally had it on himself or something? Yeah, he, like, he had that thing on him. You know, he was packing heat, <laughs> but... <laughs> But he didn't know you weren't supposed to. He had that motherfucking thing. He was also in Grown Ups too. <laughs> oh, he's in Paul Bar too. That's right. A, a movie I have unfortunately seen. He is also apparently playing young Ronald Reagan. Are you seeing that too? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Alongside Dennis Quaid. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Okay, big get for fucking David Henry, I guess. Wait, okay, no, that's not him. Here's another thing I want to mention, um, real quick. Uh, then Stanley. Okay, I I also want to talk about Stanley Tucci here in a bit, but um, 
uh, Stanley Tucci was cast as Caesar Flickerman, Lenny Kravitz as Cinna. Um, and then Donald Sutherland was cast as President Snow, which the thing is, like, you know, this is a, a, something I kind of like and something I think I've advocated before is like in this movie, like all the young characters are played by somewhat newcomers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Josh Hutcherson's probably the most seasoned actor, you know, of, of the big three. Yeah. But then you have weird. like, you've got some heavy hitters filling out the rest of the cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently Sutherland wrote a letter to Gary Ross, the director of this one, explaining like what he thought of President Snow and how much Snow, like what Snow's like bigger role in the like narrative and what it meant men. And that impressed the director. And like he added more scenes of snow or like incorporated some of Sutherland's suggestions. That's cool. And and it goes on even more. I mean, like Philip Seymour Hoffman eventually appears in these fucking <gasps> movies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Catching five, Mocking Jay Part Two is like his last on-screen appearance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. But it's like it's mainly like deleted scenes and like reused takes you know it's kind of it's it's not exactly clear how much you know it's it's calling it his last on screen appearance might be a bit of a stretch but um yeah um but before we forget because i feel like it kind of got away from us with first class um i'd like to talk a little bit about j-law in this movie yeah because i feel like I was really impressed just in the three movies we've covered so far. I was really impressed by Winter's Bone. I was, I'm, I'm very neutral on her in first class. Like it's, 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 she's just kind of there. I feel like in first class and that's not entirely her fault. You know, that's mm-hmm. just the, the writing, the, 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 that character, you know, but in this movie, something we, you know, we've talked back, talked about back when we did Sandler and Smith, it's like this is the movie where I'm like, oh, okay, this is the movie star. This is I'm seeing this now, you know. Yeah, she dedicated herself to this, this role. Is, this isn't just like it's like the tr- the difference, like the line between like, oh, this person's a great actress, and oh, this person's like a movie star, you know. And again, it happened in three movies within three yeah. movies within a year. This is like this is within a couple years of. This is within a year of first class, and it's like within two years or something of Winter's Bone. Yeah. Again, she's either got the most hardworking agent in the world, or she's an industry plant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's cool, and it's cool too. She dyed her hair. She like did all this fucking training, like archery uh, training. Yeah. <laughs> I saw randomly thrown in there. It said she practiced yoga. Like <laughs> she did all this crazy shit. And this was this Hunger Games. It was a big deal. Uh, Lions Gate was like bankrupt. Basically, they were putting everything they could into this fucking movie. They did, yeah, because like, they saw how much Twilight was making. You yeah. Know, this is- this is like they're like trying to get their Twilight, trying to get their Harry Potter, you know, something for the teens. Yeah. And this is still like this is 2012. This is like March 2012. This is still in the last few months before the MCU like really takes over. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the the waning days of old Hollywood. <laughs> of, of, um, of old new Hollywood. Old new Hollywood. <laughs> um. 
but like i one thing i like i think is like very impressive about her performance in this movie they're like i realized while flipping through the book is it like once the hunger games start in the book it is like 80 percent katniss's inner monologue you know it's written yeah, first it's all first person. person it's all like her thoughts and there is no like narration in this movie but like she is like conveying and selling it she's you know she's carrying the movie she's a very expressive actress yeah and i i wrote down like because like you know with will smith like back the last time we did movie stars maybe vin diesel you know we like try to nail down and this is something i want to try and do like what is like the core of this person's appeal you know with sandler we talked about it was like the childlike innocence with like this like simmering rage underneath yeah smith it's like it's just he's a charming man who's trying to be the perfect human being yeah and i hope this doesn't sound like i'm really worried this is going to sound patronizing but i feel like part of lawrence's appeal is it like on one hand she is like like I, I won't beat around, but she's like a drop dead gorgeous person. Like she's a very you know attractive person. Uh huh. But she also uh, feels any like way she looks. Yeah. <laughs> or, but she also kind of feels like someone you could have been neighbors with, you know, like, or you could have been friends with, like you had art yeah. class with. Yeah, she has like that very, and this is like something that's like what it means to be a male movie star has a very different meaning than what it means to be a female movie star. Yeah. I feel like her appeal and like, we'll talk about like, well, as we start to talk about like, you know, her interviews or her Oscar win, like that's kind of like the PR image they give her is like, she's so relatable. She's it, just it, like us. She tripped it, and fell going up the friggin' dang stairs at the Oscars. It balances out. Yeah. She it's, is this, like you said, tr- like drop dead gorgeous woman and you don't always realize it almost yeah you almost buy her you almost like except like oh yeah this is what like a starving peasant in a fucking appalachian coal mining colony would look like yeah 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 everything we talked about like how good her performance is in winter's bone makes her like a very good fit for like katniss you know and, and now i'm thinking and yeah and there's something in her eyes and like it feels like she's been around longer than she has you know like almost mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe everyone just kind of liked her in Hollywood when they met her. That's why she got so <laughs> successful so fast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she's not an industry player. Maybe she's yeah, just a likable person. Yeah, maybe she's, she's just a first... charming. Yeah, she's just a very charming person. The last um, uh, actual real human being that we've gotten Hollywood. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, um, Ray Liotta died. So yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is the last one. She's the last the real last. one. <laughs> This is where, like, I think Kellen's J-Law crush started, is hers, Katniss. Watching this, like, gave me flashbacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, no, Katniss was cool. Like, I read the book. I'm like, oh, Katniss is cool and hot. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like the thing is about the book, and this is just, like, a very typical Hollywood thing, is I feel like Katniss, and it's also, like, her first-person perspective, Katniss describes herself as being, hmm, a little bit uglier than Jennifer Lawrence, I'd say. <laughs> like, Kat is, is, is just, I think, describes herself as being very normal looking, which mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, of course, like most, a lot of movies don't do. 
Yeah. Um, I think and this might be the PG-13 rating. One little pet peeve I have about this movie is it like her and Peta look fine at the end of it. While I like remember pretty clearly, like I tried to find the passage, but I couldn't, but I remember very clearly in the book, like when she gets out of the games, she sees her reflection for the first time in like weeks. Mm-hmm. And she's like terrified of it. She yeah. like looks fucked up. Um, but you know, it's PG 13. They're stead, they got a down. I was still surprised by how bloody it was. Like I feel like it was bloodier than I remember. Yeah, and that's the fucking dude, the big old bulky dude from District One or Two, whatever. Kato, yeah. Kato, he snapped that kid's neck and you like see it. That was it's insane. Like, <laughs> I remember my older brother flinching in the movie theater when that fucking scene happened. Yeah. That's like <laughs> I remember, I remember vividly. We saw its premiere night on Thursday night, and yeah. it was a packed. It was in a mall yeah. theater, and I remember there was fucking audience commentary all throughout the movie, like "oohs" and like yeah. "oh shit," like yeah. all throughout yeah, the movie. It's, it's a bit more violent than I think you'd expect from like you yeah know, something is. that's primarily popular with tweens. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was um. The the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure I'm no expert on this in real life. Obviously, I'm pretty sure it's really hard to snap somebody's neck, you know. <laughs> but there's something about Kato, like the way that dude's built. Like, I bought it. So I'm like, yeah, that dude could like just walk up and he, ca- so casually, so yeah, casually, so casually, so fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. I guess we're, we're talking about side characters a little bit. Um, yeah. The I, I re- again, I remember in this behind the scenes book, they talked about how they casted fucking thousands of people. Uh, or, because or auditioned, have, you mean? Yeah, auditioned thousands of people, casted hundreds of people. Um, because again, this is a fucking shit ton of people. Uh, yeah. Needed for the extras. Um, I think this is a pretty fucking diverse movie. I think yeah. there's, uh, I mean, obviously the main characters could have been uh black yeah, or brown or but it's okay. um it's yeah three white people kind of lead it's i guess i wanted to say real quick it's weird that like i feel like in the marketing gail was kind of like played up a lot more than he's in the movie yeah he's not in this fucking he's movie not, at all he's not in the first book either like caddis thinks about him a lot but he's not in it you know yeah and i mean i know i know it's fucking um Stanley Tucci, which what, what what ethnicity is Stanley Tucci? Do you know Italian? I think Italian. <laughs> he looks like he. I mean, in the fucking movie, he's a like a tan, blue haired man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just think this movie. Rue, I don't think. I don't think bit Rue of props. is. I could be wrong, but I don't think Rue is black in the books. I don't think that's how she's described. Which I, I remember there being some saw... minor backlash about it. Yeah, I saw a controversy section on the wiki. Here, uh, here it is. Um, during the film's opening weekend, controversial statements about various members of the cast arose, sparking open dialogue and about issues of racism, sexism, and unrealistic body image. Okay, so I guess this is when cancel culture first started. <laughs> oh, yeah. Th- oh, yeah. Rue Thresh, which is the other kid from uh, Rue's district, and Sina, I don't think we're African-American in the book, and there was some minor backlash. Are you kidding that. me? That's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, she all, well, you know, Collins also said that, like, 
Oh, she didn't have any ethnicities in mind for Katniss and Gale. Um, which her comment would imply that Katniss and Gale are white. Because she said, like, you know, Hunger Games takes place like hundreds of years in the future. There would be a lot of ethnic mixing. So, like, I, I think her comments imply that Katniss and Gale wouldn't be entirely white, even though mm-hmm. they are played by very pale actors. In the yeah, it says right here um, in the book, Rue and Thresh are described as having dark brown skin. Right. And Collins also said they were intended to be, yeah, African-American. Oh, there's also, oh, this is such a weird moment of time that people were disappointed that Lawrence Cassidy because her weight was not representative of a character who has suffered a life of starvation. Are you fucking kidding me? Right? All right, guys. Guys, the whole point of Candace is she, she, she gets by. She makes things happen. But so it's also how she's fucked a little up thick. is that? How fucked up is that? <laughs> that people, that Jennifer Lawrence, they, they look at Jennifer Lawrence and they're like, oh, pudge alert. <laughs> <laughs> 2012 may have been it may as well be a different fucking universe i mean I can't, I, yeah i, can't read I, I this guess anymore. i guess it is a little different when you have i guess the only really huge uh huge no there's lord of the rings but the other hugely popular um uh book adaptation is harry potter and the yeah. casting for that movie is for the main characters the main characters i'm I'm being it's, and the supporting cast as well is, <laughs> like, is pretty pretty perfect. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty perfect. pretty perfect, but also very white. Very <laughs> like, white, yes. Um, like there's one black guy. There are two black guys in Harry Potter, and one of them is named Kingsley Shacklebolt, I believe. Which is, uh, could we like look in? What? Listen, I said it again. <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. The main characters. <laughs> are perfect the main characters yeah, are yeah. pretty perfectly casted although jk has like i feel like in the years since she's kind of like trying to retroactively you know get points by like saying that like hermione could have been black yeah i um which is they've they've um acknowledged like i i think um whatever that uh broadway play uh the cursed child i believe i think hermione was black in that Another thing I feel like that's important to mention with like the culture surrounding this movie is a little thing called Team Peta and Team Gale. Uh, <laughs> this, which of course, like, um, kind of, I I think the first like popular thing like this was when the Twilight movies, especially mainly New Moon, came out. Uh, it was Team Edward or Team Jacob, like it was a love triangle. You know, Bella's got these two boys pining after her. Which one is she going to go for? Um, and to kind of like bank on that, you know, because you can sell T-shirts that say Team Peter or T-shirts that say Team Gale. Hunger Games is trying to do that as well. I'm gonna. Oh. I, I don't know. I can't give my opinion, Team Peter or Team Gale, because I don't remember everything. I'm saying my memory of it. One thing I feel like, just like I just from flipping through the Hunger Games, like the book, they like, I don't know how this would come across more in the movie, but one thing I'm kind of disappointed is not there is like it is established like throughout the book that Caddis does have some potentially romantic feelings for Gail. Yeah, yeah. And she also starts to develop some for PETA. 
Some actual real ones for PETA, yeah. Yeah. And, but the, the, the whole, like, the thing that's missing when you don't have the internal monologue that comes with a book is it like so much of her relationship with PETA is her like, I don't know how much of this is real because we're playing this for a TV show. We're playing this for survival. But some, yeah. I am starting to feel some affection for him, but I don't know how much of it is real. Cause you know, I don't know how much of like what he's saying is real. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And like, I, um, but they do, if I remember correctly, they do fall in love, right? Yes, eventually. They do, they do eventually. Like the, the end of the movie, I think, ends it on a bit more of a definite note. Like, oh, they're together now, or they're going to be together. While in the book, it's very uncertain. I, like, I reread the last couple pages, and it's like, you know, it's Katniss telling PETA, I don't know how much of what I said to you is real. And him sort of like in a bonus, maybe I mean, accepting that and kind of like, you know, regressing. But she also like she doesn't she doesn't want to like commit to that. But she also like, does you know, it's this very complex thing of like. Like it's like the final image of the book is like the cameras flashing in him and her like holding his hand, mm -hmm. you know, unsure. Of, like the last line of the book is I take his hand holding on tightly preparing for the mo preparing for the cameras and dreading the moment when I will finally have to let go end of book one which is it's, it feels like a bit of a flex to put end of book one at the end of the first book you know it's like a I, I like I, I always like every time I see that I'm like how do you know how do you know you're gonna do the second one who told you you said it f-l-e-x man that's all it is she's just like I'm going to flex on y'all. I know this second book's going to be fire. <laughs> it's catching fire. <laughs> like, it was a little toxic. Like, she's like, he's like, you're a hunter, Katniss. And she's like, but I'm not hunting animals. He's like, there's not a difference. It's like, fuck, Gail. Yeah, fuck you, Gail. Why don't you yeah, volunteer Gail. for PETA? <laughs> I remember that being kind of like a, a, a major talking point of the team PETA stands was like why didn't gail you know go well because like he would have had to kill her then or she would have had to kill him you're right gail's playing the long game he's like all right she's gonna fucking put a put an arrow in the neck of this little baker boy yeah yeah she doesn't actually like him no he got you know gail got cut gail got cucked hard gail <laughs> gail got cucked hard gail by was like putting in work yeah <laughs> gail was playing the long game yeah <laughs> and it backfired the game changed on him he you was see, like he, if he we did... stay friends long enough it's gonna happen speaking of uh jeff it's another thing i wrote down that i thought was so funny is um there's a part um when they first get to the capital because obviously like all these kids that are being recruited for the hunger games are like dirty little peasant boys and girls or whatever they hose them down and get them ready for tv and like they hose jennifer lawrence down and they like whisper and she's like what was that and they say oh, we're just going to have to hose you again. Like, oh, she's so dirty and filthy. But after they say that, it cuts to like a very clean looking Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, it does. No, it's like, the reason why nice. they're going to hose her down again is because like they're just being weird. <laughs> they're like, God, I look, we we only work once a year for this. All right. I'm Let us do it again. Make the most, yeah, we're making the most of what we. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 
they gave us two hours to give you a shower. It's been 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> I feel like another shower. I'm just trying to think, like, you know, we were talking about how different 2012 was. And I'm thinking, like, if you made Hunger Games today, A, it would be a Netflix miniseries. It would be, like, four hours too long. Mm-hmm. B, I feel like... I feel like we're at a place, you know, everyone talks about the like, you know, like the good for her subgenre of horror movies, you know, the, the feral girl bosses, you know, the, the in cinema. I feel like they would have let Katniss be a little dirty. I feel like now it would be like, uh, oh, wow, look how unrecognizable Jennifer Lawrence is as Katniss. She's they so fucking gave dirty. Her like a... <laughs> She's a seat, she would have like looked like uh, Charlie's Theron and Monster, like completely <laughs> yeah. unrecognizable. Changes beautiful, <laughs> beautiful creature to a monster. Katniss Everdeen would be like, <laughs> Katniss Everdeen would look like Hellboy, like completely covered <laughs> in makeup. Yeah. With prosthetics and shit. Uh, yeah, like CGI like looks malnourished you know yeah but i think you're wrong uh well i I think if they make hunger games now it would be an unknown right they would cast unknown. it it would be some unknown and this series would you would like be on twitter and see that it was trending and you'd be like oh what's that thing yeah and you're like oh it's a netflix thing okay oh oh, it's an amazon thing Uh, you know it would all it would be an amazon Amazon. definitely It would be an Amazon Prime show you hear a lot of good things about, but you never like sit down and yeah, watch. You're like, oh, Amazon Prime. I'm not. I'm not fucking. I'm not doing. Yeah, that's that what shit. I used. That's what I used to buy cereal. Come on. Speaking of like differences between books and movie, I remember the fire suits looking a lot cooler in the book. Same thing with like her dress. I remember even as like a, a as a kid in the theater, I was like, mm, yeah, that's underwhelming. I I love the dress, yeah, but I, the 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 suits are ass. They're still yeah, suck. No, they suck. They they looks like it looks like a fucking crazy jacket that fucking Howard Ratner would wear or some shit. Uh, I also wrote down um, more movies could use a touch of the tooch. More movies could use uh, Jennifer Lawrence. That's my take, actually. Instead yeah. of Tucci, um, you're okay. You're actually wrong, but. <laughs> a touch of the tooch is that what yeah you i think yeah i think i stole that from blank check but i've used it in my friend uh one of my friend groups so much that they started using it and mm. now i if i i'm fairly certain it originated from blank check but. if i let me eat that toochie out boy <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say to him if i see him another thing like also just like to talk more about like this story like Something that really hit, like, part of the subtext that I think I kind of missed as a kid that, like, really hit watching the movie this time is, like, how much of it is about, like, the PR dynamics of making yourself likable. Mm. Like, how much of it, that that's kind of the Hunger Games as well. It's not just, like, killing and fighting each other. It's, like, can you get these, like, bloodthirsty fucking civilians or what rich people to, like, like you enough to send you life-saving medicine? And again, it's weird because in the fucking movie, in I mean, like just putting it next to J Law's career, because that's that's what she did. Yeah, that's exactly what she did. And we don't know, we don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> yeah, and kind of part of that, like the two things that like really stuck out to me that like again I missed as a kid, like was I was like I really liked Peta in this. Like I always thought he was so lame when I read the books because he wasn't killing people. I was like, he's come on, Peter. 
but like yeah. no he's playing the game you know he's a charmer he maybe like saves both of their lives in just in one talk show interview i feel like like it i feel like maybe part of like what this story is trying to say because um real quick like i was reading about like the origins of the series you know and like there was this really interesting quote from stephanie meyer or no not Steph- stephanie meyer's twilight suzanne collins um where like she was talking about like there was some greek myth like you know the thing where like athens had to send their kids into the minotaur's labyrinth to die like she thought that was like very cruel and tragic um but she also mentioned like she was channel surfing in like the mid 2000s and she flipped back and forth between like a reality game show and like news coverage of the iraq war Mm. and she thought that i feel like i've read this before yeah and she said, like, that contrast really, like, stuck with her. And I think that th- that's kind of here in this movie is, like, Katniss, like, fights like fucking hell to survive. She is, like, incredibly smart. Like, she's very cunning, you know? Like, she does, she, like, outthinks a lot of the uh, other tributes in this movie, you know? And she's also, like, a formidable fighter, you know, with the bow. But, like, all of that would be for nothing if PETA didn't pull his shit in the interview, you know, pull the shit he does in the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and like I mean, that's, he gets two, people her to root in her uh, judgment thing, the, where they rate them. Yeah. Where she like does something ballsy and like, she gets their attention. The highest, she gets the highest score out of anyone. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I feel like the, the, um, the likability, I guess, strip part of the games itself really stuck out to me this time. And I, yeah. the moment, Going. I was gonna say they do it too with Hamish. They'll cut mm-hmm. they cut for literally one minute. Ooh, one fucking yes. minute where Hamish goes and talks to someone, and you're like, okay, uh interesting. And then you see fucking five minutes later, Katniss gets the little care package. Yeah. I love like yeah, like the how the sausage gets made bits with yeah. like Hamish like smoozing sponsors. Which is again like not in the book because it's like restricted to her POV, but like like just a gray like here is the larger game being played yeah you know the the 40 chess element of it and there's a similar moment i think in catching fire i think where Peter says something like that maybe saves their lives and like the the moment they like i went double check is not in the book that was added for the movie that I thought was like really good in this movie is when Cato, you know, like at the end of the movie has his arm around Peter's neck. Katniss is like trying to get a shot. And Cato has this whole thing about like, essentially like this final like monologue about how like he's going to lose because somebody decided he was. Yeah, yeah. Because in reality, like on paper, like an argument could be made that like in a straight up fight, Cato wins. Like yeah. He is like, because he's been training to fucking kill people, you know? He's been Wrong bred life. to be a, a vicious psychopath. But yeah, like, yeah. he like makes this like kind of like, and I think sets up a lot of what this series is going to be about in the next, I guess, three movies. Fuck, because Mockingjay's two movies. <laughs> like, the idea of there is larger strings being pulled than just like what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. You know? it, like, it's, 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 all, it's obviously the reality and entertainment aspect of it, but also the larger. Uh, political and uh, economical state yes. of whatever fucking yeah. what is it whatever it's called where yeah. they're at of, oh yeah very much also like the the like all the people in the Hunger Games are like poor you know yeah. and like it's like yeah. the you know it's very it's not subtle at all but 
that still went like, over a lot of people's heads. <laughs> I, <laughs> when I, it fucking, came out. I noticed it in that last monologue too. Um, uh-huh. I was like, oh shit, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Suzanne Collins uh, wrote the screenplay for this. Mm-hmm. So it, that's like very much, I feel like her like, oh, if I could go back, I'd add this in the book. Yeah. Like, um, and again, it's played by all these young, attractive uh, people, uh, yeah. actors. And yeah, there's a, you made a good point that like there's some really interesting parallels between like Katniss and this and J Law in real life. Yeah. And, and it's like diverse and yeah. I don't know. It's so. And like that, like Peta and J, Peta and Katniss are essentially like a PR relationship. You know? Mm-hmm. The library will be closing in 28 minutes. Closes in 30 minutes. Okay, so um, I guess should we start to wrap up then? Um, Yeah, let's wrap. Let's wrap up. Okay. Um, Unless you have more. If you have more. No, I I don't have a whole lot more. Um, Except I guess (laughs) Peter, the the camo stuff with Peter is dumb. That's dumb. It looks fucking ridiculous. So unbelievable. Like, it's so over the top. Like, I, I wanted to try and find, like, the passage it's described in, in the book, because I don't think it's described like that, you know? Like, uh, he was blending in completely with the yeah, rocks. Like, he was fucking, invisible. <laughs> fucking solid snake active camo. Fucking. Like, where did he find the brushes for that? <laughs> I don't it's know. Sad. How do you feel about the uh, uh, visual style of the movie? Um, it was like, I, it was kind of complained about, uh, like, I think the shaky cam of the action was like really complained about when it came too out. Too much, I think. I think there's a little yeah. too, too much of it. Yeah. Yeah, a little too much. I Overall, I don't think I hate shaky cam in general, like as much as a lot of people do. Like, mm-hmm. I think it could be done well. Like the Bourne movies do them really well. That's kind of where that, it's kind of where that, bad started you know uh, i think it's fine in this movie like the opening like it's only really bad in like the opening like mad dash for the cornucopia which is like you know it's supposed to feel chaotic you know yeah yeah and it's also like they're they're really like i'd be curious to see like because a lot of that scene feels like they're editing around an r rating like I would be curious to see if at some point this got an R rating and they're just trying to like cut before it gets too violent, cut before it gets too violent. Yeah, I felt the same way. There's some I'm again, like we said, it's brutal. And those are yeah. mainly the that part right there where it's the fucking countdown is probably the most brutal shit that you see in the movie. Yeah. I also just like love this is like an underrated thing in oh, I we talked about it on some episode recently, but like in the countdown scene especially like the way this movie uses silence is really cool like it's just that you just hear the counting uh there's a moment in the countdown where it cuts to gail who's not even watching the games you know he's just like sitting looking at you know that patch of land where him and katniss like we're planning to run away to yeah um, also like the scene where the, the the reaping scene where you know katniss volunteers for prim is like dead silent and you just like feel like they'll like sink in your gut, like, oh fuck, her sister just got the one thing she didn't want to happen today, you know? Yeah. And she was literally like, she uh, uh, was reassuring her, like, no way, your name's only on the bowl <laughs> one time. Statistically, it's impossible, Prim. Uh, yeah. And I guess the other thing I would, I would like to say is just, um, oh, oh, listen to this, Kellen. Okay. 
<clears throat> Mr. Steven Soderbergh served as a second unit director and filmed much of the District 11 riot scene. That's probably the best action scene in the entire thing, I feel like. And it was also all Sean film. Uh, but that's not what I was going to say. I just okay. got distracted. Um, most of it was like a shot in fucking in the forest in fucking North Carolina. So shout out to North oh, yeah. Carolina. Shout out location, yeah. And um, it had a budget of like 100 million fucking dollars. And it went on to make 695 million. It had a budget of 78 million dollars. Well, it says over here, like in. Oh well, the, then probably once you factor in like marketing and stuff, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it says it, it has initial budget of seventy-five million and a final budget reported between ninety and a hundred million. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of the 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 capital stuff. Oh, and there it reduced to seventy-eight million after subsidies, but you know oh, okay. they spent a hundred million on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of a modest budget for a movie like this, you know. And like, yeah, I think it shows in some places. Like, there's some pretty bad looking cgi animals throughout yeah uh, um but yeah and it fucking put jennifer it officially like put her there no, on yeah. the map no yeah like becomes a household name truly yeah, like after this fully and it's crazy because it doesn't really nothing else for like josh hutcherson and uh liam hemsworth liam poor, hemsworth. poor <laughs> liam hemsworth he almost like it's it's he tried tough so to hard. be it's tough to be thor's brother you know yeah yeah Although, um, well, not really. They could have just casted him as Thor's brother, but they didn't. No, <laughs> they. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's it for. I guess that's it for the Hunger Games for now. Uh, we're, we'll be coming back with Catching Fire, and it's a couple weeks actually because um, because yeah, yeah catching... we have a couple Josh Hutcherson movies to watch in between. Right? Them. Yeah, you're right, right, right. No, uh, we have next week. We have House at the End of the Street, um, which is. A kind of a weird one, I think we've alluded to before, and that it was filmed pretty much before every movie we've talked about so far. Maybe ah. like right after Winter's Bone, yeah, but it was like yeah, that sounds right. They put it on the shelf, waiting for her to become more popular and like more of a a star, and they yeah. didn't. That that didn't really. <laughs> they so it was on the shelf for a couple years until the Hunger Games came out, and then now same year as Hunger Games, and then after that. Uh, it is Silver Linings Playbook, which is the movie that wins her the Oscar. <laughs> in insane. Have you it seen makes that movie? No sense. Have not. Have not. Looks like my type of movie though. Um, after that, it's American Hustle, which is I believe same director David O. Russell as Silver mm-hmm. Linings Playbook. I think she's Oscar nominated for that, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And then uh, Catching Fire after American Hustle. Yeah. And that's I like have the next couple imagery of American Hustle in my head from yeah. uh, teenagehood. <laughs> okay, but that actually, like, with Catching Fire, that's like halfway through the series. Yeah, of the movies we have selected. Yeah, and uh, like we mentioned uh, earlier, unless Kellen cuts it out, uh, Hustle will be thrown in there somewhere. A return to Sandman. Oh yeah. Would it be fun to do American? Oh, well, no, we can't do it the same week as American Hustle because American Hustle is already like a two episode week because I we I, I really want to do that one on the 4th of July, you know? Maybe we could do it the week after. Maybe the week of Silver Linings Playbook. So it's Hustle that week and then American Hustle the next week. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, but uh, after that, it's um, X-Men Days of Future Past, Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, Joy, Passengers, Mother, Red Sparrow, and then... The last episode of the series for now, Don't Look Up. 
that's just that's it also takes us like to right around the end of the summer too yeah and, like, it, and it's in 2022 i mean wait no that came out 2021 didn't it yeah don't look up came out last year yeah which i i love when we can do that <laughs> yeah it's nice to yeah so that's 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 a summer with stargazing it's also a summer with jail and the the library is probably closing soon so uh we'll wrap yeah. up <laughs> we'll wrap up uh as we always do with recommendations this could be anything movie book tv show video game podcast song album bark painting poem anything that uh <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of what the fact's going to be. Anything that uh, Moises and I have been enjoying that we want to recommend to you. I'll go real quick. Uh, I, I've recommended it before, definitely, but I, the season finale was this past week, and I just have to reiterate, Barry, 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 Barry. Uh, Barry. I just started a show today, and I think I'm going to erase it, and I'll, I'll watch Barry. <laughs> What'd you start today? Yeah, I'm re-watching Freaks and Geeks because I, I need some... I need comfort. to watch that show. You should watch Freaks and Geeks because you're not going to get comfort from Barry. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, it's, I haven't ever rewatched it. And I've always stated it's like top five show ever for me. What's it on? Because I feel like I need to watch it. show. It's yeah. very easy to watch. It's a it season. It got canceled. It got canceled. Did it? Is it going to yeah. make me sad when I, when it, when I finish it? I, I hope so because I love it and I'm sad because of it. Oh man. But I, don't, I, I watched the first 10 episodes of the, of the first episode. I mean, the first 10 minutes of the first episode of Freaks and Geeks. And I was like, uh, oh, OK, I I'm I, I was reassured that, yes, this is still going to be one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some clips of it that I thought, like, it looks it looks good. It looks like my kind of show. I need to watch it. It's also got like a lot of people I like on it before they became like famous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. But uh, yeah, Barry um, just had its season finale. Seriously, like, oh God, I I, genu- I hope I'm not being like hyperbolic or like recency biased when I say this, but I do think that Bill Hader is like one of the best directors working right now. And that I was going to in- say, I heard he's hot on that camera, man. <laughs> I heard he's good with that shit. He's yeah, he's got some fucking heat. He it is like. <laughs> It is a testament to how much of a fucking tumor Saturday Night Live is where you're just uh-huh. like, oh, he was like, that shows wasting people if he had this in him that that whole time, you know? Yeah, that shit uh, tucked in, you know? Uh, but like, I will say that like the season three finale of Barry, there were moments, it's only 30 minutes long. Like the whole show, it's a half hour show. All, of um, all the episodes? All the ep- I think the longest one is like 33 minutes. Oh, I'm watching yeah, this tonight. It, yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to get my friend to watch him. Like, just come over. We'll watch the, the first season in like an afternoon, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I watched the first like three episodes, I want to say. My friend convinced oh, me like two years ago and I stopped. Yeah. It's so I will I will say like season three has been really dark. It's I'm like it is like surprising how dark it's gone. And it's still funny. Uh, the, the season finale there is very purposefully not funny. And like I said, like I was saying, uh, it's like 30 minutes long. And like I caught myself trembling during it, oh, which shit. has not happened since like Breaking Bad. <laughs> just like just that just episode to episode, like thinking I have no idea what's going to happen next. R- really good. Uh, but that, that wasn't my main recommendation. I guess it is my main recommendation now. Barry, if you haven't. Um, my other quick one uh, I want to recommend. Oh, God, of all things, a fucking country album. 
I guess someone new artist um, named Zach Bryan. Uh, I, I will say he came out with this album called American Heartbreak. So I'm like, I don't know if I can recommend the entire album because it is a 34 song album. I have not listened to it. Holy fuck. Whole, yeah, it's a triple album. But uh, Something in the Orange, Heavy Eyes, From Austin, uh, all songs I've been listening to a lot lately. It's very much like, it's a very old school kind of country music in that it's less like Blake Shelton, God, I Love America and Country and Beer and more like Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash era of like storyteller country, I guess, like singer songwriter. Those are my two, I guess. Um, I, uh, I'm going to recommend recommend um song park painting poem you didn't say picture but i'm gonna rec- recommend a picture uh photograph to look at go look at ryan gosling as ken in greta gerwig's barbie movie coming out let me give you an official release date uh i'm so excited for this movie <laughs> um july 21st 2023 jump on the Barbie train with me and Kellen and the rest of film Twitter. Um, and go look at Ryan Gosling as Ken. It, it, it came out that Greta Gerwig cited the Truman show as one of her inspirations yeah. for this movie. And it mm-hmm. felt like she like gave me a gentle hug and kiss on the cheek. Like <laughs> that's true. That's just music to my fucking ears. Like, oh my God. Um, I I genuinely think I might be more excited for it than Oppenheimer, which is coming out the same day, you know. <laughs> Me too. It's mainly a thing, though, of like, I have no idea what the Barbie movie is going to be. Like, I, I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah. So I'm going to be exciting. in an IMAX screen at 4 p.m. And then after the movie's over, I'm going to walk on over to the regular theater for Barbie. Yeah. Right exactly. after. You're so right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I think that'll do it for us this week. Um, intro and outro music is a Law and Order theme song. Um, or should I do some? Cause Taylor Swift wrote a song for this movie. Should I do the Taylor Swift song, maybe? Yeah, sure. Why yeah, not, whatever I it's guess. called. I'm, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but whatever that song is, is the intro and outro <laughs> music for this episode. Follow us at stargazing underscore podcast uh, for announcements and updates about the show, especially since we've got a uh, we got a big series planned after J-Law. We'll probably announce that soon. Do we, we always be, give ourselves... It should be a two-parter series, to be honest, if anything. We might, <laughs> but it might be something we split into two parts, but... Um, be on the lookout for uh, that. Should we like, cause we always give ourselves like on this episode, we'll announce it. Should we do that? What'll be a big episode at the end? Maybe Mockingjay part one and two, because like that'll give us like a month out. That's like a month. We'll, we'll, how about this? We uh-huh. will have someone announce it for us on Mockingjay part two. Well, that's going to be one episode. We'll have a guest on Mockingjay. We're going to guess. Yeah. We'll do it and they'll announce it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we'll send them the press release. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's it for us. Um, we'll leave you as we always do with the Jennifer Lawrence fact of the week. And this week's Jennifer Lawrence fact is: in Moises, did you? Oh, hang on. Oh, I, I just got, got an email. I got an email. No, I got an email from, from from Variety and Deadline and the Hollywood Reporter that newcomers Moises Camacho and Kellen Kermins have been cast in the Ballad of Songbirds and Stakes, the Hunger Games prequel? And it's, Moises has muted his mind. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's an honor. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. To st- my training begins tomorrow. I'm thrilled to step up for the role. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the, the games themselves, you know? The games, D-A-G-A-M-E-Z. 
I'm supposed to start my yoga tomorrow already. I just got a text. I got to start yeah. yoga training tomorrow. And I'm taking inspiration from the woman herself, the icon, Jennifer Lawrence, and I'll be dyeing my hair brown for the role. Yeah, I'm, di- I'm bleaching my hair to dye it brown. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm actually bleaching my hair, and I'm going to get super jacked so I can look like Ryan Gosling as Ken. Uh, my uh, my part is actually I I want to look I'm gonna look like Josh Hutcherson so I'm gonna chop my legs off. Oh, five foot, <laughs> get down to five foot five. I'm not supposed to tell anybody this, but I'll give you a hint. Uh, I'm playing Young Hamish, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kelly Kermits. I'm Moise Camacho. We'll see you next week with um, what is it? The house at the end of the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>